Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello and welcome to the Think Milling Podcast, a podcast where you have real entrepreneurs coming every single week, giving you tips on how to scale your company to millions. So today we're going to talk about talent and how to have the right mindset to hire, train, and remain top talent. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is probably one of my biggest weaknesses is talent. And I'll explain why, because as you all know, I'm pretty vulnerable. I am vulnerable to share with you everything that I'm good at and what I'm not good at, what I'm learning, what I'm changing, what I'm doing to learn the things that you need to excel in business, because you know the things you need in business are people and processes. Without either of those, it's really hard to scale to multi-seven, eight figures. And definitely you cannot scale to nine figures without it. So it's something that you have to get really, really good at. And it's always been a little bit of a weakness of mine. I've always, I've always said this, but having the right team in place is critical for any single business that's looking to scale. And it's such an essential thing for any strategy strategy and you have to have the right strategy in order to attract, develop, and retain top talent. So I'm going to go through what I've done, mistakes I've made, things I'm trying differently. And I think the most important thing for all of you that's listening is to understand that if you aren't taking hiring seriously, you have to take a step back and wonder why. And I know for me, I never really took it seriously, probably until the last 12 months, because for me, I was just so money driven in my previous life and my previous businesses that to be honest with you, I didn't really care about my talent. And that's why my company didn't grow to nine figures. That's why I didn't have a billion dollar brand. Because to be honest with you, I didn't have the right people to even help me get there. And so for me, I've switched my mindset that my employees, my people are my priority. And I had to learn that the hard way. So for the first part of this, I want to talk about attracting top talent. So of course, the first step of building any high performance team is attracting the right talent. And you might say, okay, well, how do I do that? So one key mindset shift that I did and that I think leaders have to do is seeing recruiting as a marketing process. A lot of times we forget that recruitment is marketing. You're still marketing somebody and trying to attract somebody to your company. It's the same as if you're doing it with a consumer or a customer. So just like you would put your services out there, you have to do the same when you're actually trying to find potential hires. So this means highlighting what sets your company apart from anyone else and why it's an attractive place to work. Another mindset shift that I feel is really important is you have to think about recruiting as a continuous process, not just something that you do when you have open positions. For example, I constantly have positions out there for developers, video editors, content, graphic designers. I just, it's a revolving door. Bringing talent into your pipeline takes time and effort, but it's worth it in the long run if you're always out there looking for talent. And the most important thing that I have found that has helped me is there's times where I'm overstaffed. And yeah, it might take a little hit on my net 
But at the end of the day, then when I become overloaded with clients, guess what happens? I have enough talent to be able to perform that. And it makes my team overall not so stressed out. There's been times where I've had the opposite where I didn't have enough people. And then we became overloaded with more client work. And then guess what happens? I lose talent because they're stressed out. So building a pipeline is important. And what I typically do is I have full-time staff and then I have contractors um, that I pay per project or per hour for when I need that overload. And there's been times where those contractors have turned into full-time people. So by consistently looking and building relationships and constantly engaging with potential hires, you'll be so much better positioned to go and attract that top talent that you need when you need it. So many of you, if you've been listening to our podcast and you watch me on social media, I always say my philosophy is hire fast, fire faster, promote fastest. And the reason why this has changed is because the market has changed so quickly. And going through a two to six month process to find somebody is not what I do anymore. I rather get somebody in, see if they're the right fit. And if they're not the right fit, I just fire them. And the there's a couple of things with this. So one, within the first five minutes of meeting somebody, I say, okay, do I like their personality? Check. Great. Now the next five minutes, do they have the skills to do the job? I don't really care about your experience. Do you have the skills? Great check. And the last five is, do you have the drive? Do you have the hunger? That's really important. You want somebody that has a positive attitude, but you also want somebody that has the drive. They want to work for you. They see the value. I always ask questions like, well, why did you apply for this position? Why you Googled me? What did you like? Like what made you jump on this phone? Those are the types of things I, I ask. And then after that, I always give them some sort of test and it's something very quick for them to be able to do in less than an hour. And that allows me to see, Hey, do they have the talent? They said they have the talent, but now let's talk about, do you actually really have it? So once I go through that process, I hire them and I just get them in. The second thing is developing top talent. Once you hire them, it's now it's time to develop top talent. So let's say you hire somebody, they're phenomenal and you keep them. So once, once they're in, now you have to go and develop them and take them to the next level. So this means you want to provide them opportunities for growth and development, especially if they're good. Remember, hire fast, fire fast, promote fastest. You want them to see where they're going. So what I've been doing, which works really well, is I've actually been meeting with my employees every couple months. Now, keep in mind, I have a big, big staff. So I mean, we're at this point over 50 people full time. That's not including contractors. So not all the time can I meet with everybody. Not everybody reports to me. So one key mindset shift that I think is really important with this is understanding that you're a mentor and you need to make it a priority to develop your team and look at it as an investment, not a cost. A lot of times we have the mindset, it's a cost to develop our teams. It's not, it's an investment in their team. And by doing that, you're actually making people see the value of being a part of your company even more. So it's important to understand that development is also a continuous process, just like the hiring process. And so that's another mindset shift that you want to start to understand. It's not something that you just do once. It's something that you want to continuously do every single day, every week, every month. And by consistently providing opportunities for growth and development, you'll be better positioned to keep these people in your organization. And I've had people that have worked for me for 15 years. And then I've had people that work for me for a week. And the reality is if they can't keep up, they don't have the right attitude. I kick them out. Now, in return, I've had some negative people. Like I had a a person once that literally 
started, had no experience at all. And within three months, he wanted a raise. And I'm like, dude, you don't even have experience. He's like, yeah, but you you say I'm really good. I'm like, yeah, because I'm trying to like motivate you. Like, hey, you're doing really good. Good job. Good job, man. And the guy literally wanted a raise in three months. And so you have people that are like that. So what I've shifted is I actually send out a survey to my team every quarter and I ask what motivates you. Is it money? Is it growing this company? Is it being part of a good culture? Is it growing in your career, starting your own business, whatever it is, I don't care what your motivation is. What I want to know from my employees is what their motivation is so I can help them. If their motivation is to start their own company, good, I want to help you do that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mentor you and have you shadow me. If your motivation is to have a good culture, I'm going to pay attention to that. And I'm going to make sure that there's a good culture. If your motivation is to help us build this company, I'm going to include you in conversations about how we're growing this company. So it allows me to really understand the person and what's important to them. The other thing that we've started to do is ask like, who's your MVP? Who's the person you can't live without? Who's the person, who's the top three people that help are the most helpful? And we actually even asked in our survey, who are the least helpful? And I actually get rid of people that are in that least helpful if I find that it's necessary. The last time we did the survey, I literally got rid of two people that were by far on that because what it's doing is frustrating our team that they're not helpful. Now, of course, sometimes where they're not helpful for certain reasons. But when I have multiple people saying about a talent, this person doesn't respond to me, or this person always gives me attitude, and I have seven people on my team that say the same thing, then by removing that friction, your job as a CEO is to remove friction. And that's your job. So that's why this survey is important, because part of developing top talent is removing the friction from their job so they can enjoy what they're doing without the stress and without having any drama. So, so important. So that kind of segues into the third part, which is retaining top talent and making sure that if you have top performing people on your team, you want to keep them. And so this means you want to create an environment where people actually want to stay and grow within your company. So one key mindset shift that I feel is really important to see that retention is your responsibility. And I just mentioned this a couple minutes ago, how important it is to make sure that you're removing friction, but you have to make sure that you're understand it's your responsibility. And this is something that I made a big, big mistake when I first created this new agency. I had brought in a people officer and this is, this is no knock on her. She did nothing wrong. She did her job. But the problem is, is I pawned off the responsibility of the culture building on her and the problem solving on her and the friction removing on her. And what I found in the problem is by removing myself, people actually looked at that as a negative that I didn't care and that I didn't care about the culture. So instead, what I'm doing now is I'm making that one of my biggest priority because if I can remove friction from the team, guess what? They're going to be more productive. They're going to be happy and they're going to stay. And then that keeps building a very solid team. Another mindset shift that I feel is really important is that you have to also think of retention as a continuous process. You can't just send out a survey once every quarter and that's it. You constantly have to be asking people how they're doing and what what their goals are in life. Like we asked at the end of the year, which I thought was really cool. We asked 
the whole group, hey, what's your goal for the next five years? Again, I don't care. I'm not going to penalize you if you say, you know, I want to be working at, you know, XYZ or Facebook, Google, like, great, I'm going to help you get there, you know? And so for me, my mindset shift has really been, I'm going to help you get to your goal because that's what's really important. And so if you don't see retention as a continuous process and you only think about it once every couple months, then when people are thinking about leaving, you're disconnected. You're not right there with them. So by constantly engaging with your team members and providing opportunities for growth and recognizing rewarding their contributions. So for example, the MVP who by a landslide won the MVP, I gave him a thousand dollar bonus. And so that made him super happy. Now this guy has been with me for 15 years, but literally I'm not exaggerating. 90% of people put him down as MVP. That says a lot. And so now I rewarded him and I announced it. And I had so many people say to me, Oh, I want to be the next MVP. Now I see people working 10 times harder. So you'll be better positioned to keep people. And the number two person for MVP that got several votes, I gave her a raise. And so these are the little things that you could do. So in closing, attracting, developing, retaining top talent is so critical for the long-term success of your organization. And by shifting your mindset and thinking about recruiting, developing, and thinking about how retention is a continuous process, you're going to be better positioned to build a top performing team. So thanks for listening to the Think Millions podcast. And if you want more, you can go to thinkmillions.com. If you like this, hit that subscription button. We come live every single week to you giving you tips on how to scale your business to millions. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.